0: many people feel divorce is a death sentence but with the right support and guidance you can move through the process with knowledge skills and confidence it can also be a time of growth and progress as a divorce and empowerment coach i'm an invaluable member of your divorce team i help you understand and navigate the process come to terms with your emotions avoid costly mistakes Learn skills to help you communicate and negotiate, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post divorce. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation at herempowereddivorce.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. I'm Beverly Price, your host and Divorce and Empowerment Coach. This podcast is made for you. No matter what phase of separation or divorce you're in, whether you're just thinking about it, having separated, are in the midst of the legal and financial negotiations, or are already divorced, this is for you. And boy, am I excited today. My guests are T.H. Irwin and Jessica Kleinbaum of ex-experts. And I can't wait for you to hear them tell you about ex-experts. These two ladies are two best friends who got divorced at the exact same time. How about that? And although they had completely different experiences, they were lucky enough to have each other through it all. They rose from a lack of resource, support, and information during their separate journeys and they both had the desire to help others maneuver through the process. And we have that in common. And from that, they created ex-experts. Jessica is an Emmy-nominated former TV producer for several national news networks. I am so intimidated, Jessica. <laughs>
1: you don't have to be intimidated.
0: <laughs> and she's an
1: external
0: optimist And someone who always sees the silver lining. So beautiful. And T.H. Irwin began her career at a boutique market research firm. You know, I started my career in market research too. How about that?
2: It helped me a lot in my career.
0: Yeah. Our brand up. Yeah. And she worked for Anderson Consulting, which is a very high stress, uh, progress driven organization and fun role as Director of Experiential Events for USA Today. In 2020, they co-founded X-Experts, and I'll let you tell more about them and that organization. Hi, TH and Jessica. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you You both have made such an impact on women. I can't wait to hear from you.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the opportunity to come on and share our stories.
0: Yeah, we're really excited to talk. (laughs) Oh, we are too. You are the first time that I've ever had two guests at once. So we're gonna take a stab at making (laughs) sure this works just fine. So either one or both of you, what is XExperts? And how does it help women?
2: So we created ex-experts because we found a need for it as we were going through our own divorces. We had one another to lean on the entire time and our divorces were completely different. Um, and what we ended up realizing is it's less about the business of divorce, even though we certainly helped one another out <clears throat> in terms of things to think about when negotiating, like college and cars and barn and mitzvahs and who's paying for all that stuff. But I think at the beginning, we kind of took it for granted that we had each other. We had our weekends covered, holidays covered, New Year's Eve covered with one another and we had someone who was literally walking in our shoes at the same time, which is, I think, very uncommon, especially for close, close friends. So eventually we realized, you know what, we really need to create a platform to help other people so they have a TH in Jessica in their lives, a place to go, someone to rely on, a good listener. And that's why we created X Experts, which is essentially a platform of aggregated information. Our values are to empower, support, and educate anyone going through divorce. We're not going to tell you who your right lawyer is. We're not going to say you have to use this coach, but we will educate you so you can make the best choices for yourself. And so that's the purpose of X experts and our divorce, Etc. podcast. We have over 140 X experts including Beverly, who will soon be on with us, um, of people who who find it essentially important that people know that when you walk into a lawyer's office, you should be asking questions. And this is coming from lawyers. They want to do the best job they can for you in each of the different disciplines that you might hire. When you're thinking about divorce, you're going through it. And by the way, when you're done and you're signed, That's when the real work comes into play. That's when you really need to be educated. So X-Experts was created on the premise of supporting one another. You are not alone. You can do things that you think are hard. You're capable of much more than you realize. And that's because Jessica and I had each other and we actually lived it. So we get it.
0: Now, Jessica, you've got this online platform. You've got this podcast, but you also have some in-person events too, right? So you cover all the different ways to reach
1: people. We do. I mean, the podcast and the website and our social accounts are really um, filled with resources for people to, as ATH said, become educated on what do you need to know if and when you're going through a divorce, <clears throat> what questions do you need to ask certain experts? What type of experts might be involved in your divorce? How to negotiate certain things, how to navigate the process. Um, we have in-person events, there they've been vert- We've done an, an actual in-person event, but most of them have been virtual, virtual. And it's a combination, some of some of them are really um more of support groups. We call them inner circles because we want to help to be people's inner circle, that they can come to a safe space and talk about whatever is the latest going on that week, that day in their process and be able to help guide them and have support from other people in the group that have also been through the same things. And some of our events have been focused more on doing a deeper dive into a specific topic. So we've had our experts involved. And we would have an event where we would sell tickets and it would be online and it would be, you know, what type of divorce is right for you um, or how to pay, how to budget and pay for your divorce. Correct. So we're offering our experts in a more personal close-up venue for people to be able to actually engage and ask questions and have access to them during those events.
0: Oh, that's beautiful! I just finished a podcast series on divorce experts, where I interviewed each one of the specialized divorce professionals, and it was fascinating just to learn what they did and what they have to offer. Well,
1: I'm really Exactly, intrigued. and are part of go ahead. no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say part of what we what we say is you know you don't know what you don't know when it comes yes. to divorce particularly if you're going through it for the first time, you just simply don't know. But we do because we've been through it. So that's why we're here to be able to help give that information to everyone.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of times what I found is people turn, let's say to their family, to their parents, to their friends, to get input. And sometimes someone got divorced so long ago that many of these experts and this information wasn't even available. And so this is a great way to stay up to date on everything that's going on. And also, I think it's, it's educated so that the other thing I've found with some of my clients is their family is incredibly well-intentioned and so are their friends. But they may give um, inaccurate advice because they don't know the specifics of that situation or the law in that state or you know whatever it is. So I think what you're doing is, is so impressive.
1: It's funny because even TH and I, so we were two best friends who got divorced at the exact same time. It looked very similar on the outside because we had found out within a week of each other that both of our husbands were having affairs and covering for each other. so on the outside it looked like two divorces that you'd think would be very similar because our our husbands were cheating. but we had two totally different divorces. and so to your point, like if we hadn't necessarily gotten divorced at the same time, whoever would have gone first would have been like, oh, I used this lawyer and you know this is how it went, and this is what you should expect and like, our divorces could not have been more different. So we always say to people, it doesn't matter if you have a friend or a sibling or your parents or a colleague or an acquaintance, like even if you know people who've been divorced, that's great, and as you said, Beverly, they are well-intentioned. So it's nice and important to hear people's perspective, but it's most important to keep in mind that your process is going to be unlike anybody else's exactly, and what we're offering people is resources and direction and navigation and how to find out what your process should be so that you don't make decisions based purely on what other people
2: are saying. I was also going to say that, you know, it's they're not objective points of view either coming from your family and your friends. And so thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me direction and some input, but- don't go by that input and direction. You can listen to it, but then take what you're learning because they've got skin in the game. You want someone who has no skin in your game to be completely objective, realistic, manage your expectations, and and give you really the straight up story of how to proceed.
0: Yeah. And I also think that goes hand in hand with Um, getting recommendations for divorce professionals to work with in terms of recommending, say, an attorney, because their situation may uh, warrant mediation rather than litigation. Or they may be looking for someone that has specialized experience in domestic violence and the, uh, the attorney that was recommended didn't. So just like you, I vet and recommend professionals based on very specific experience that would fit that uh, person's need. Now, I deal just with women and you guys deal with men and women. But um, I really believe that it's critical and, and I provide two to three resources for the client to interview um, I believe it's critical that you have absolutely the best team that you can have working on your divorce.
2: Right. I mean, if you think about it, it's like it's like if you're if you're sick, right? I I appreciate your input. I'm looking on WebMD. I'm getting information from everybody. You're going to the best doctor for whatever you're sick for. If you know, so it's the same thing here. You're going to go to the best lawyer. You're going to go to the right person who's the right fit for your finances and your financial situation and your living situation, even for dating and stuff like that. Thank you for your advice. I really appreciate it. And then go and do the work. Don't, don't rely on friends and family and their input. Just say, you know what? I could just really use a hug right now and then kind of get them off of the advice, you know, dear Abby trail. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So it's fascinating to me that both of your divorces involved infidelity, but it's not too surprising because infidelity is one of the leading causes of divorce. Did you each have a totally different reaction to the infidelity and then moving forward from the infidelity? And could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I'll start with that. So we definitely had very different reactions. I had, um, met my husband when I was 18 and we split up when I was 36. So we'd been together for half of my life and he had been having an affair for approximately two to two and a half years when I finally like was hit in the face with the reality that that's what was going on. But we'd been together for half my life and there were a lot of things that still kind of worked in our relationship that we really like enjoy each other's company. Like we have the same sense of humor So obviously that was devastating and humiliating and I was totally pissed. Um, So, and I wasn't going to stay. I mean, there was no question for me, like I was out. That was it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in trying to work it out um but i was devastated at the loss of the relationship my marriage like what my dreams what i thought was going to be we had gotten married very young um there were a lot of things that still fit together so we happened to we had a very amicable divorce despite the circumstances and we're very close today and i for me, that's what worked out because I, because there were still things that like we still enjoyed together. We could still hang out together. We are still able to celebrate holidays together. And that was in the long term, the vision that I had for me and for my kids because I knew that it was possible. That was not at all TH's experience.
2: Okay, TH, yeah, tell me, us more. So when, when Jessica found out, I mean, that was when she first started grieving. The other thing that that um, Jessica also struggled with was her identity. It was always Darren and Jessica. Exactly. Like, who is she if she's not with Darren? That's and such so a that was problem. another. Um, yeah, definitely. For me, the cheating set me free. The cheating isn't what ended my marriage. It's what started my the rest of my life. I was really unhappy in my marriage for at least. That I remember and and am aware of now, looking back, four years at least four years, we had terrible communication at best. If you even want to say we we communicated because we didn't, um, and things were just assumed. And I was also married to someone who's legitimately a narcissist, and I I was you know looking back now i see so much you know it was a slow burn and all of that but the affair was my hallelujah that was my get out of jail free card and i was i was out i was so grateful that i got the phone call that day and i told her that she saved my life this is the woman he he was with and is still with now today which is fine um she can have them. i mean I, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, so when Jessica and I were supporting each other, you know, it's hard to support friends who are going through hard times, no matter what it is. And so our advice to people really is, it doesn't matter if you're not matched up exactly with your feelings, but if you can be a good listener for your friends, it doesn't matter if you're not matched up. I mean, even though we got divorced at the same time, we had very different relationships with our exes. My divorce was four years. And in the scheme of things, hers was a hot minute over a dining room table with a bunch of tissues. And we were still able to support one another because people want to be heard. I don't have to agree with her feelings and her perspective, and she surely doesn't have to agree with mine, but I, but knowing that someone is listening to you, you're not crazy and you're not alone, That that's ultimately how our different divorces and different marriages and different relationships with our exes still kept us together as friends, is really being able to be heard supported and not judged.
0: Many people feel divorce is a death sentence, but with the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence. It can also be a time of growth and progress. As a divorce and empowerment coach for over 25 years, I'm an invaluable member of your divorce team. I help you understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, learn skills to help you negotiate, find your true voice, and create an empowered life post-divorce. If you're intrigued and want to learn more, schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. And now, let's get back to the show. Well, what you went through supports some of the statistics that I've heard of about narcissism and being married to a narcissist that the divorce can take on average eight to 10 years because of the nature of your personality disorder. Yeah. And usually be very, very expensive. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, it was, it was all of that. And, and I know that you've also been through, I mean. You know, you are quite the champion of your own life, (laughs) despite being knocked down multiple, 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 multiple times. Oh, come on. Um, And so, you know, we're really proud to be here with you, Beverly. You really are um, a a really exceptional, I I was going to say bouncer back, but you're just (laughs) like, you're just, you just keep going. You just keep going. And that's really, really
0: amazing. I'm the energized. Yeah, but it's not body. easy.
2: Yeah. And I don't no. say casually because it's really not easy.
0: Yeah, I I think with my multiple divorces, as everybody knows, the the it, it was really interesting to compare them because some of them were easy, some of them were a relief, but the hardest one was with my kids. Um, not so much from the logistical legal part, but more the emotional and then how you manage life afterwards. So I can totally agree with you guys then. So if somebody, um, wanted to ask you, I love this absolute question. And that is, what are the things you wish you had known about divorce that you know now that you didn't know then?
1: I feel like, you know, I, I we grew up in the era of like, you know, War of the Roses and Kramer versus Kramer. And that was like the vision that I had of like what divorce meant and what it looked like. And I, and I, I'm, I don't know that I would have done things really much differently. I feel like the way that I got divorced worked out for me, my personality and like how I wanted to kind of live my life. But I wish I knew um, that going out to get a lawyer is not necessarily the correct first step. And I think that that's everyone's knee jerk reaction is like, I got to get a lawyer. And I think that what you need to do is you need to figure out what type of divorce is going to work best for you. Are you going to mediate? Are you going to have a collaborative divorce? Do you know what that is? Do you think you're going to end up litigating? You have to know what direction you're headed in, what your path is going to be to be able to get the right lawyer. So I, I wish, and I wish that more people knew that that your first step should not necessarily be to get a lawyer. Yeah, one
0: of the things that that I actually... Promote is that your first step should be a divorce coach because they can walk you through all of those things. They can teach you the differences. They can listen to your story and make uh, suggestions, and then they can refer you to the appropriate uh, professionals. Back when I last got divorced, there weren't, to my knowledge, mediators, or if they were, of course, I didn't know what they were. There certainly weren't certified mm-hmm. divorce real estate professionals or mortgage professionals or financial analysts. So there's, you know, there's a lot that I think a coach can help you navigate, as well as what I want to ask next is that emotional reaction to divorce you know frequently what happens is those emotions are so you know intense they hijack you and they make your decisions rather than your head did that play into either one of your divorces at all
2: i just want to take one step back to your question before about uh what i wish i knew i i think even before you get a divorce coach because we've interviewed many divorce coaches okay Divorce coaches have all different skill sets. They have Mm -hmm. all different focuses. So we, I think that I wish I was better educated Mm -hmm. on what to do and who the players are. Yes. And then go to a divorce coach, ask those questions like, Beverly, how long have you been doing this? What kind of divorces do you specialize in? Do you take me through the whole process or are you just kind of there to hold my hand? Are you instead of a lawyer? Are, you know, there would be a gazillion questions. We have some divorce coaches who have financial certifications. And so I, My number one thing would be to educate. I would have been educated in not going just based on a referral for my lawyer. I would have also made sure that I, I mean, it was four years, so I did learn some stuff, but it would have been better if I asked more questions so that when the divorce is over, I understand what my agreement means in terms of finances. I understand that spousal support is really just buy time until I get my crap together. Um, you know, like really educating myself is is the number one thing that I think all people must do yes. before they embark on this. This is a lifetime life altering commitment you're making in a legal signed document in front of a judge. You're Don't so- mess around here. You are so right. I think so many people think that this divorce
0: is an event, and but it has such a lasting impact, you know, financially, emotionally, logistically, technically, um, that that you really have to take a longer term approach, and if at all possible, put your emotions aside and view it like a very neutral, business like experience. And that's one of the key mistakes 100%. people make with divorce. Yeah.
2: yeah absolutely. The, the other thing I would do. say, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I would say as far as emotions, my emotions were kept in check because I had a therapist, a fantastic therapist who helped me and identified my ex as a narcissist and knew what I was in store for. I had no idea. And if I didn't have her support, even though I was thrilled to be out, I was being questioned on my intellect and my education and my ability to parent properly. We have custody experts an employability expert. I was being analyzed like I was a criminal, like I am not fit to be a mother. I am being questioned of my capability to earn a living. I mean, it's, it's insulting It's truly insulting when you have to go down the road I went down, plus I'm divorcing someone who's sending me horrible messages all the time. This is my fault. I created this. If I had done this, then I wouldn't be dealing with that. And so having a therapist who you trust and who's going to tell you and call you out on your stuff and you're going to listen to is critical for getting through your divorce. It doesn't mean you're not going to have hard days. It doesn't mean you're not going to freak out and sometimes want to be in bed. You are still a human being going through a really traumatic process, but having a therapist will help you make those better choices because you can keep the emotions a little to the side and be prepared between your therapist and your professionals for what is to come. The other thing is, again, ask a gazillion questions. You are hiring these professionals. And if they're not answering your questions, who the hell knows? Like I never dealt with mortgages. Why would I know anything about it? I wouldn't. And so I'm never going to be made to feel badly if I have questions about it. So just ask your questions Don't let the negative voices in your head get too strong and get a therapist because it's hard. It's hard and you need to know better for next time. Yeah,
0: I take my clients through a visualization exercise where they have a a box with a lid that locks. And what they do when they're going to walk into that attorney's office or have that conversation is they're going to open up that box. They're going to take all their emotions and put it in. They're going to close it and lock it, go into the attorney's office. And when they come out, they can take those emotions back out. But to kind of put them aside visually um, as well as intellectually. So X Experts has a rule book. I find this incredibly interesting. What rules do you have around divorce and co-parenting?
1: Well, I mean, people can, <clears throat> you'd have to actually, subscribe to get the full rule book um but there it's it's tips of things to be able to keep in mind um in terms of what to do and what not to do when it comes to divorce like one of our top tips is like don't talk shit about your ex because especially if you have kids, kids hear everything, you know, you, you think they're in the next room, you think they're not listening, not only are they hearing it, but it's going to come out of their mouths at a very inopportune moment in front of your ex, or vice versa, your ex is doing it, and it's going to come out of your kid's mouths in front of you, and you're going to know stuff that that's been being said. So it's, you know... It's things like that. Be flexible when you can. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes the situation dictates itself where you have to abide by the letter of the law when it comes to your divorce agreement. It is, you know, your child time and your custody division is on this day at this time until this day at this time. And there is no negotiating and there is no swapping. And okay, that's fine. But for a lot of people who have amicable relationships, if you're able to be flexible be flexible because what goes around comes around and the time that you have your business trip set up and you're going to be away on one of your nights that you're supposed to have the kids or years down the line you start dating and you know you want to take a long weekend away you know what if you're able to be nice that will come back to you in spades so we have like very pragmatic and practical useful tips as part of our rule book for things for people to do and not do that you can utilize right away. And that will make sense, in you know, throughout divorce, regardless of what your circumstances are.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. TH, do you want to add anything to that about the rule book?
2: Well, I don't want to give it all away, but but back to what Jessica said about not speaking badly about your ex. I mean, I had plenty, I could say, aside from even your kids hearing it, It just makes you look ugly, honestly. Like if you're out on the town and you're talking trash, it's coming out of your mouth. You sound like a bitter, angry, you know, you're you're not going to attract positive people when you speak like that. And in fact, you're actually isolating yourself and locking yourself into a really negative space. You have to be careful when you go onto those Facebook groups, people, because some of them are just super toxic places for people to just spew their anger and feed off of one another. And so you don't want to attract people who are speaking in that way because it's unhealthy for you. So there's a really big picture around that. Certainly you don't want to hear, you don't want your kids to hear you because that's their dad or their mom. Like who would like it if someone was saying anything badly about their mother or father? So there are a bunch of other rules, but that's really the big one that has a lot of tentacles to it.
0: Yeah. When I um, got divorced from my daughter's father, I went to a, um, a therapist who specialized in children and to ask them how we should go about doing the separation and what to tell the kids yeah. And she told me about a client that she had that had, was in prison that c- committed this heinous act. And she told that client to find one redeeming quality about that person, no matter how little, to share that with the child because the child gets a portion of their identity from each parent. And so that was really critical and started me on the process of never speaking negatively about my ex. I think it's so
2: important. And if you have a therapist, you can talk to your heart's content. Or if you have a TH and Jessica, You can bring it here, but when you're out in public and you're in your house and it's just not healthy because that's what you keep hearing in your own head is what's coming out of your mouth. So the more positive you can be with what you put out in the world is what goes back into your brain and allows you or doesn't allow you to sleep at night.
0: Yeah. And I think a point you made earlier is it also really affects who's attracted to you if you're looking for a future relationship. Because positive people aren't attracted to negative people.
2: Yeah. No. And that's even for new friends. Like whatever, if you're going to find a guy or another woman, that's great. But like you want to surround yourself with good people. I eliminated a lot of toxic people from my life and cream rises to the top. So just kind of stay on top.
0: Oh, I love that. Cream rises to the top. So what are the most important things that you guys do to keep moving forward?
1: I would say, honestly, it's making sure that we are kind of, you know, constantly talking to people, constantly bringing interviews on subject matter and content that's going to be helping everyone that's part of the ex-experts community. We still sometimes find out things that we had not known about from our divorce. You mentioned Beverly earlier, and we felt the same way when we heard several months back about a certified divorce lending professional, someone who can, has ways to be able to help people, primarily stay-at-home moms or women who had left the workforce and didn't have a, a steady current income when they were getting divorced these certified divorce lending professionals can find ways for these people to be able to qualify for financing and qualify for mortgages that are not that you would never qualify for through tra- through traditional lenders so I think that for us it's really just about like making sure that we're kind of at the forefront of the industry so to speak and that we know Know what's going on, and we know the different areas where there are people that are specifically out there to help people with that have, are going through the divorce process because it's it's a dark and scary and overwhelming place. Oh, to yeah, be, but it's always changing. If you are. That's right, always changing. So I think for us yeah. it's really about you know looking around, listening, reading, making sure that that we're letting people know about the newest developments and things like that in the divorce industry.
0: Yeah, I just met someone and didn't know this existed. It's a specialized lending professional that helps people by lending them money to front cover attorneys costs who will then take it out of the settlement. And right. I never knew we, that, is that Nicole existed.
2: Newman.
1: Yeah, we is, did a podcast is, interview on that specific exact topic last yeah. year. Like divorce, and we were fascinated. Yes, it we is Nicole. About. What's the age?
0: It is Nicole. She's and awesome. I, I, she's going to be on here too. So we ought to just look at each other's guest list, you know. <laughs> so what? I i will save said. you time. Just
2: yeah, come to us.
0: Okay. Um, So I always like to have my guests make some suggestions to the women in my audience about what are steps they can take moving forward. So I asked for three actionable tips you would give to the women in our audience. So uh, Jessica, if you want to go first.
1: Well, I think I would have to start with kind of our rule book things. I mean, don't talk bad about your ex. I mean, that is a, an important, practical, actionable tip. It's hard not to do. We've all had our moments. I'm not going to say I've never done it. It happens to the best of us, but it's something that everybody needs to be aware of and be conscious of. Um, so I would say that's number one. Because everybody's divorces are so different, everyone's processes are different, Every every person is so different for me and for people who are going through an amicable divorce i think it's really important to actually figure out the value of the money and what i mean by that is you can be arguing back and forth about money that in the grand scheme of things may not have a huge impact on your life Right. So you you could be nickel and diming and arguing over, I don't know, $20,000 for something. But, you know, if you're 45 years old and you're getting divorced and you think about how what that $20,000 is going to mean over the next 50 years, you have to decide is the fighting and the, you know, the anger and the resentment and the negative emotions, because even in an amicable divorce, there still, though, there are still those elements. I mean, it, just because you were able to have an amicable divorce, right, doesn't mean you were like holding hands and skipping through the process. So you're going to have your your own arguments. So I really had to dig deep and kind of value the actual money and figure out what I was willing to leave on the table in exchange for the type of relationship that I wanted to have after the divorce. So if that resonates with you, if you're in that kind of a situation, then I would say, um, then that's an actionable, you know, practical tip for you. And number three for me, I would say, and I made this mistake and I would say, um, conversations with your kids has to be ongoing over the years. My kids were two and four when I first got separated and divorced. And, and I felt like, over the years, that was really all they knew. They grew up with divorced parents. They did not grow up with parents who were together for a number of years and then had the trauma of like watching this, the split happen. They didn't know any better. So when people would make comments about, oh my gosh, you know, it must be so hard for them going back and forth from one house to the next, I'm like, they don't know the difference. That's all, that's literally all they know. But I also came from the school of like, if it ain't broke don't fix it like if they're not saying anything then that means everything's fine and I don't have to keep talking about it I don't have to bring up something that might be upsetting to them if they don't seem upset about it. And I just think that that was a mistake on my part. And I did not have that conversation periodically over the years, obviously what they were feeling and what they could process at ages two and four versus ages, you know, eight and 10, 12 and and 14, you know, whatever over the years. And, And so I feel remiss that I didn't, um, proactively have that conversation with them more times to just say, like, any questions? Is there anything you're thinking about? I don't think they ever felt that they couldn't bring it up to me. And they certainly did, you know, at their own time here and there. But I just think it's really important. Don't shy away from it as easy as it is to kind of avoid if you feel like you don't have to address it. I, I now, in retrospect, think that that was a mistake on my part. And so I would recommend making sure that I would at least once a year that you bring it up to your kids and give them the opportunity to express something that they may have been thinking about that you're unaware of.
0: I think that's so true because I have, I have two daughters. One of them is very vocal and asks a lot of questions. The other one is very quiet and introverted and so I don't think she would volunteer the question. So I think that's a great idea. And then yeah. I was thinking about your second point about the leaving money on the table. Yeah, You have to also think about if you're bickering, if you're fighting over a certain amount of money, how much is that time costing you? You could be spending more money to bicker over it than to give in. So that's another one. TH, how about you? What are your three tips?
2: Um, My first one would be to trust your gut. I mean, I really wasn't listening to what my gut was saying for so many years. And it was the most honest marker in my life, the most honest voice, because I was afraid. And And what were you afraid of? You have nothing to lose. What were you afraid of? I was afraid to leave my marriage because of Mm -hmm. my kids. It had nothing to do with me. I always put myself at the bottom of the barrel. I was miserable, but I had an eight, six and four year old. Like, what is this going to even mean? But I I was like sick at night. I, I, I was not functioning. I was robotic. I wasn't living my life. I was I was robotic. And so my gut was really telling me to get out. I just didn't know how to do it. And I really do use my gut for new people I meet, for new things that come my way. I really kind of take the time to just like, how am I actually feeling? Like, I'm not even listening to what anybody else thinks. Like, what do I think? What do I feel? So kind of learning to really listen to yourself, good, bad, and ugly, um, I think is, is a skill that I've nurtured over the last 14 years. The other thing to move forward, which kind of ties in with trust your gut and also ties in with taking care of yourself is to be super present. I am a I'm air quoting everybody, fixer. By the way, there are no fixers out there. You fix nothing. You save no one. Like you can't fix people. You can't save them. The only person you can fix and save is yourself. And so really taking care of yourself for me is being present because otherwise I miss. I'm so far planning ahead for the next two minutes that I'm missing what's happening right now. And that's that's a crime for me. That's a loss for me. So I don't do that anymore at all. I am present in my conversations with other people, especially with my kids. I will hang up. I will focus 100% and give full attention because they deserve it. And um, tying a little bit into what Jessica said about conversations with your kids, like I went to my kids and I said, I don't have all the answers. But you can ask me whatever you want about anything. And I'm an open door. And if I can answer it, I will. And if I can't, I'll help you find an answer. And at the very least, I'll support you. And that could be their father. That could be the situation. That could be school, friends, whatever. Um, so my second thing was really to take care of yourself, that it blends into a few others. And then the number one thing for me, this all comes down to me. It's all about me. If you want to move forward and you want to be successful in your life through a divorce, through trauma, through a breakup, through disappointment, whatever, you have to be good with you. You have to be a hundred percent healthy for any health that comes up in your life that is a challenge or a job or a career. If you're not good and as home base, then that's how good a parent you're gonna be, a friend you're gonna be. A mu- you know, all of it, you're only going to be as good to anybody else as you are to yourself. So I exercise every single day, something, even if it's walking the dog, because that is my time to just, I, I, I feel like it clears my head, but actually all the good stuff comes out at that time. Like that's when I clear the weeds and the blossoms come in. Um, and so working out, allows me to do that. And those endorphins do last me quite a long time during the day. So I'm a much nicer person also if I work out every day, but doing some form of movement, walking the dog, doing a killer Peloton class, um, hiking, skiing, whatever your thing is, sewing, knitting, reading a book. I don't care. Just find your you time because you deserve it and it will make you better for yourself.
0: So true. So true. Um, those, those are such incredible tips, guys. You have so much to offer.
2: If, I think we need to write you. those down.
0: I do too. I think I <laughs> need, you know, we'll have a tape of this actually. How about that? Um If Perfect. there was one piece of advice for women who were in those very beginning stage, just considering whether they want a divorce or not, what would you... Um, what tip would you give them?
1: I would say they're going to be okay. It sucks. Divorce sucks. It doesn't matter who initiates it. You could be the one who initiated it. Your ex could be the one who initiated it. You could be feeling like, you know, the scorned spouse. It sucks no matter what, but you are going to get through it. You are going to be okay. And it's going to be an opportunity for you to actually live the life that you want and deserve. It it takes two people to get a marriage to a point where it's not working. And we see very often, uh, you know, one spouse blaming the the other spouse more, obviously, if they, you know, it could be having been, you know, an affair, um, they checked out of the marriage, you know, that you people have grown apart, whatever it is, but it takes two people to get to a point where a marriage is unhappy and it's not working. So look at it as the, the chance to find someone new and move forward in your life in a positive way. It's an opportunity for you to have what you really want. That's how we like to look at it.
2: I would also say that at the beginning stages, I know there was a lot of fear and guilt in my mind and it had nothing to do with me. Like I said before, just like, what am I getting into? What is going to happen now? The unknown. Don't let fear paralyze you because you eliminate fear by educating yourself. So you can address that. And guilt, um, Guilt also kind of went away as soon as I started educating myself. Like Jessica said uh, at the beginning of this, you don't know what you don't know, but we do. And you've got three role models here among many out there who faced the fear, talked through it, got support, educated themselves, and then it wasn't a difficult decision. And we at X Experts, and I'm sure Beverly too, do not encourage divorce. But if you find yourself there and you are not able to find your way back to one another to have a great relationship in your future, don't let fear and guilt eliminate you from having the future that you can have and finding happiness, whatever that looks like. You just need to learn so that you know better. Yeah, I
0: think um, a part of that too is the concept of choice. I had a choice. I had spent a lot of time in my marriage blaming him and forming what I call the victim mentality, that everything was his fault. And all that did was kept me from looking at me and changing. And so I had a choice with the divorce of what kind of future I wanted to have and what kind of person I wanted to be. And so you can choose to be the victim, you can choose to be miserable, or you can choose to walk through your fear and find a life that you dreamed of. And I think that's um, that choice is so important.
2: We interviewed an expert who said you can either be a victim or a creator. So we've all chosen to be creators here. And that goes along with, with- making a choice. It's hard to make that choice. It's hard. It's scary. You don't know what's going to happen to me. What's going to happen to my kids? How am I going to be seen? What are people going to think of me? But what do you think of yourself if you don't make a choice to be a creator? So, And
0: when they have resources like us, um, they can get through it and know they're not alone. Yeah. So do you have anything else you'd like to share with our audience? You've been such fabulous guests.
1: I would just say that, you know, it's very common and understandable that when you are starting to go through the divorce process or just even you're in the divorce process to pull away a bit from the people around you and your loved ones, your friends, your family, um, and find yourself alone more, you know, wallowing in it all. Processing at all, and it, and it, it's a completely normal reaction. But we really like to emphasize the importance of community and talking to people who've been through what you're dealing with and who really understand it. It's a it's a connection on a higher level. And so for everyone out there, you know, no matter how much you're struggling with your divorce, I mean, come to X Experts, come to our Divorce Etc. podcast. Come to our events, reach out to us on social media and see what we have going on, because that's exactly what we are building is a community of like minded people who've been through whatever you are going through. You know, we we laugh when people are thinking, you know, they have it so bad. And then we tell our stories about our husbands being best friends and like, you know, going on couples trips without us while we're home with the kids and people are like you can't make this up it's not about misery loves company. It's about people understanding a a devastating situation and being able to come out on the other side, being able to see the silver lining and the light at the end of the tunnel. And so um, I would just say to people, don't isolate yourself too much. Make the effort once a week, once a month to go out, see your friends, you know, do something on the weekends that makes you feel happy and productive because Um, You don't want to get stuck into that black hole and in that vortex of disappointment and hurt and sadness. You know, you want to be able to move forward as quickly as you can, and we can help you do that.
0: Just a follow up to that is a lot of women have isolated themselves through their whole marriage, focusing solely on their husband and their kids and maybe a job to the point that they have no friends. Do you have
2: a suggestion for that?
1: Come to X Experts. That's what we're creating, that, those groups for you. Go
2: ahead, CH. Yeah, I was also going to say, there are a few things. I just posted on social media the other day because I was in a Starbucks for a little while. I don't even drink coffee, but I, I needed a place to kill time. And go to a Starbucks, bring a book. Being surrounded by people, even if you don't know them, is so healthy. Go to a park, go to the mall, Right. go where people are, go to the movies. If you don't want to sit and eat a meal by yourself, I totally get it. But there are plenty of places where there are people. Go to a town that's super busy on the weekend and walk around. Just being around other people is so good for you. And then as far as embarking on new friendships, that's what that's really what X Experts is all about. Um, and then the other part that you can do for yourself is like Jessica learned to play poker over COVID. Like, (laughs) what does she have to lose? Yeah. And she made new friends that are online poker friends. And then she joined a book club.
1: Not yet. Not
2: yet. (laughs) Um, and then she joined a book club. So those are the things that were like, Hmm, I wonder if I could do that. And I do love to read. So maybe I should... These kinds of groups are everywhere. And we just actually also started in-person events. I started a ladies poker night this week and it was awesome. And we all made new friends. And so the more, just look and see all the events online, whether you have time out or whatever, or look in your local directories of, of events happening and go and and be around people. And if you love to cook, then go find friends and cook together. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And if you're not ready for an in-person thing, if that stresses you out, there's so much online thanks to COVID um, that you can take a master class. There's tons of YouTube stuff out there. And when you're, you're being taught, you're not feeling alone. So I would, there, there are just so many opportunities now for you.
0: Well, guys, how can my audience find you?
2: Yeah, you can look at X Experts. It's spelled out EXEX, two X's. Um, EXEXPERTS.com is our website with everything. All of our social media, if you just type in X Experts, you'll find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube.
1: And our
2: Divorce Etc. podcast has has kicked off its third season with over 150 episodes so far. That's 150 different things that you can learn. And by the way, it's not all about the divorce process. If you are out, we talk about dating, first dates, you know, how to find sex again, like being confident with yourself, you know, finding a new job, your career, also, you know, self- growth, all of those things we have for you between all of our different, um, touch points for you. I would say the number one thing is to listen to the podcast and sign up for our newsletter. So you know, what's coming up if we're doing virtual events in person events, Jessica and I always have a note every week, a personal note that we send to you. So, you know, you're not alone. We resonate with a lot of people that way. So just doing those two things, you you know you will be okay.
0: Thank y'all so much for being with me. Um, this has been absolute, a true educational pleasure. <laughs> I hope it was for you too.
1: Thank you so thank much, you Beverly. Thank you so we much, really Beverly, it. really.
0: And thank you ladies out there for listening to this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. If you found the episode valuable, please subscribe, give us a review, and tell your friends about us. And don't forget to share with those specific friends that are in similar situations to ours in divorce. All of TH and Jessica's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. And you can find the episodes either where you, wherever you listen to podcasts or at herempowereddivorce.com on the podcast page. I believe that women helping women is our superpower that's why i'm bringing you wonderful strong professional women to share in all areas of divorce while many of us have spent our lives investing in husbands and children it's time to invest in ourselves and let's learn you don't have to go through this divorce process alone whether you're thinking about divorce separated or in the midst of the negotiations we can find professionals that can help you in your search. Join me in the next episode. We'll be learning more things that affect your journey from divorce. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. Remember, divorce doesn't have to be a death sentence. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence and it can also be a time of growth and empowerment a divorce and empowerment coach is an invaluable member of your divorce team I help you understand and navigate the process come to terms with your emotions avoid costly mistakes find your true voice and create an empowered life post divorce if you're interested in learning more schedule a free consultation at herempowereddivorce.com and be sure to check out my other episodes of Her Empowered Divorce podcast and resources on my website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. This will help me reach out to more women in the same space so you are not so alone. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.